Dairy fan, Joelle here. We are so happy that you are here. This podcast is your go-to guide on all things for your bariatric lifestyle. Whether you're in the beginning of your journey, pre-op or post-op, we will dig deep into all the topics covering bariatric surgery. Whether you're adjusting to your new way of life, breaking up with old habits, dealing with body dysmorphia, self-confidence, and even celebrating those non-scale victories, this podcast is for you. We're here with real life patient experience and we're here to help motivate you to become the best version of yourself. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bariatric Podcast. I'm Haley Sutton. And this is Joelle Hilton. Hi, hi. Hey, it's been a while. What's going on? I know. Oh, same stuff, different day, just crazy, crazy, crazy life. How about you? (laughs) Yeah, same. I mean, the only, nothing really crazy, but I did buy my wedding dress. So that's exciting. Oh, that is so exciting. Yes. And it's, what is it? I'm sorry. Is it like, I was going to say, is it like princess style? Is it like, can you give us any deets? Yes. I want, cause I don't, I don't want Christian to hear anything, not mm-hmm. to like necessarily visualize it, but I, um, it's, it's a ball gown, which is something I didn't expect, but I'm getting married okay. in a cathedral now. So that kind of drama goes with the venue. <laughs> yeah. You need something a little more extravagant. Yes. And then the yeah. top is very form fitting and, um, it has strap spaghetti straps. It's not strapless or anything like that, but, um, I'm going to need a veil that kind of goes with the train. So it can just be this long, beautiful gown. I'm so excited. And, um, what was, I'm so psyched to come to Florida. (laughs) I know. So, okay. By the way, guys, we've switched the venue location. So it's in a different spot now, different vibe, everything. And, um, but I'm really excited. And I have to say, I'm a few years out as everyone knows from surgery and the sample I tried on fit me. And that was my biggest fear. Even now, like having lost all this weight, like going to a bridal shop and not being able to properly try things on because it didn't, they'd have to clip it just to, you know, let it, you know, kind of stay up on me and all that. And, um, or just that, you know, sample sizes, especially in bridal are just notoriously small. So I was super, they zipped it up and I was able to try it on and really see what it would look like on me. And that was like something that was such a freeing moment because I've gone wedding dress shopping, you know, over the past few months and I haven't always had the best experience, whether it was the wrong style or just, I wasn't vibing with the person helping or whatever, but this was such a good moment. And it felt like you had like the one moment where you, you realize this is the dress for you. So, um, what a victory. Congratulations. Yeah. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank you. And you probably think too, like back, you know, what, three years ago, mm-hmm. it, you would have probably in some way to say it nicely, but would have deep down been miserable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like trying on these and be like, you know, hot and sweaty. And you're like, Oh, you already knew, you know what I mean? Like we, it's, bigger people you kind of already like knew right. going into something you know that this might be uncomfortable exactly and it's supposed to be a joyous experience right and there's nothing worse than like you said you already kind of know what you're getting into if you're going to try on clothes in any capacity as a bigger person and you it's never the way that you want it to be at least in my experience I shouldn't generalize but in my experience right, I never yeah. like trying on clothes like I hated looking in mirrors, all this stuff. And it just was such a different experience. And like, I don't know, it was just really fun. And my mom, my aunt, and my cousin came with me with her little girl. So who's going to be a flower girl. So it was just a really fun day to have everybody there and um, have things kind of work out in my favor for, I don't want to say for once, but just, it's just nice, you know? (laughs) So, well, but it is that it is, that's a once in a lifetime, you know, hopefully. Yeah. Opportunity. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, like that's your moment and you want it to be magical and you want it to be, you envision trying on your wedding dress and it being everything that you want it to be in that moment. And, and you got that. And that's a huge non-scale victory. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a really good day, but I'm really excited to have you and um, Evan there. It was going to be so much fun. Oh my God. I know. I should, I'm like, we're going to hop on a plane. I said, I'm so excited. I can't wait to go to Florida. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's going to be a nice time of year too. So it'll be like warm, but not like too, you know, humid and miserable. So 
<laughs> it was, it, we're excited. We're very excited. Good. Yay. Well, what's going on with you? I think you have a couple exciting things that have just come up on your calendar. It was like one year. Yeah. Yes. Well, so I kind of, I should, probably shouldn't have said it. I'm like, I'm in like that one year, like reminiscing, like mm-hmm. um, reflection kind of phase now, because now all of the memories and all the stuff I was documenting around this time last year are starting to come through in my memories. And, um, you know, one year, you know, of like my psych evaluation and one year of when I got qualified for surgery and, and one year of when I really started, you know, I started listening to people and I, I started taking pictures and I'm seeing these pictures of myself and I'm just like, Oh my God, like, how was this me? But if you think about it in, in five days, I'm going to be 10 months post-op. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, gotcha. Yeah. So I'll be 10 months and then April obviously is like a year, but I'm just kind of in like that year of like, um, you know, of when I really started the whole process and when it really started to become like really real that this was happening for me. And, um, I don't know, it's just crazy. Cause now I just, even in 10 months, the transformation, you know, when I see my pictures and, and I take a lot of befores and afters because a lot of the times I really struggle with body dysmorphia. And, um, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, I think I've gained it all back. And I'm sure you've experienced this too. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, you know, so I'm just trying to mentally just be like, no, like, Joelle, like you cannot gain 75 pounds overnight. And it's not even like, you know, I'm not quote unquote, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. Like, I'm still, you know, eating the same things. I'm still not, you know, I haven't loosened the reins yet, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, that's, that's, we're just in that, we're just in that year. And now I'm just like, okay, like my one year surge anniversary, like it is coming up, like, and it's coming up quick. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe it's been a year. I it's know. Like I know. I can't, I mean, and the, the fact, I mean, let's touch back on the fact that you lost 75 pounds. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And you're very, just remind everyone, you're a very like small person. We're both very like, yeah. women. And, and I just think that's, that's like, a whole person and it's like half your weight. So I know those moments of like, where you feel discouraged or you feel like the fear of things kind of going back into your old ways, even though you haven't changed your habits, it's such a normal fear because I think as we approach that one year mark, it feels like, okay, our control might be a little loosening a little and not, not choices, but just our restriction might be feeling a little bit less um, tight. And that might just be because we're used to it too, you know? Right. Um, We become acclimated eventually. It just becomes like second nature. Exactly. But you know, you haven't even reached that one, that one year mark and the sweet spot is about 18 months. And I have to say when I went in, um, for my one year, she, she said, I think I weighed Trying to think. I think I weighed 160 pounds and my highest was 260 pounds. So That's amazing. hundred fucking pounds. It's like, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And, but I was in this headspace you're, you might be in now where it's like, well, yeah, it's hundred pounds and that's awesome. But I want, I wanted to so be at my like goal goal, you know, the day I, I want more, I want more, I want yes. more. Yeah. Yeah. So quickly, so easily. And then you become used to that. You're like, Oh, losing weight's a breeze now for the first time in my life. And why I want to be even lower. And she was just like, well, what's your goal? And I, I gave her a number and she's like, okay, well, that's definitely feasible over the next year. And in my head, I was like, I think my goal was like 145 or something. And I was like 15 pounds over a year. Like you think it's going to, in my head, I was like, you're going to, it's going to take that long. And because this, the first year was a hundred and I was like, that sounds crazy, but it does because your body starts to get used to it. It slows down. And then you're like, I mentioned before your body's desperate to maintain some sort of equilibrium. So it's going to hold on to anything it can after this huge shock of, of such a drop in your weight so fast. And I felt like that was discouraging too. Like, I don't want to lose, I don't want it to take that long. And, and if, if I could lose more than that, I'd love it. But realistically, we're, you're at the finish line, you're nearing the finish line, and then it becomes maintenance. And that can be a really scary time in every, in any weight loss um, surgery patient's life, because that's where I think a lot of us have struggled in the past. And it becomes easy to become obsessed with every little thing you put in your mouth because you want to continue mm-hmm. that quick pattern of weight loss. 
but you've, you've done it. Like you're practically there and you have to like stop and celebrate because this is amazing. And you got your life back. You got everything you wanted a year ago. I know. I know. And I really do try to remind myself of that. And that's kind of, that's actually a perfect intro to what we're going to be talking about today. And that's going to be, we're talking about our whys and why we did that and why we did this. And, you know, like you said, how we got what we wanted out of life and, you know, how this surgery really helped us help propel us to that life that we had always wanted. You know what I mean? And always like envision or envisioned, you know, like I know I always like envisioned myself a certain way and I thought I looked like that, but I really didn't, especially like when I saw pictures and then I look at myself now, I'm like, this is how I always envisioned myself happy and bubbly. And, you know, I think I'm pretty good looking, like I'm pretty, you know, pretty cute. And, and I'm like, this is how, like, I always envisioned myself, but I never really looked like that. But now that I do, it matches. And that's just like, that's a mental thing all in and of itself, because you're just like, okay, now, now I feel like I'm really me. Mm -hmm. Finally. So well, then let's dig in then. What was your why? What was like, what was like your very first, like initial, like why? Well, I, throughout my life, I've always been overweight. Um, not necessarily obese, but it, it, I went up and down my whole life since I was four years old, I would say. And, um, I just constantly felt like I was standing on the sidelines of my own life and everyone around me was progressing and moving forward and, and, um, you know, dating and, and just all these things I desperately wanted for my, myself and just, just to feel like a baseline of confidence. I never had, I, I felt like I was walking around like a raw nerve. All that was on my mind was my weight. I felt like that's all people saw about me. And I was just miserable with that, taking up so much mental space in my brain. And I just, it was just exhausting. And, um, I hated that feeling because I felt like I was the only one that felt that way. I felt very alone. And so that was like the, really the main catalyst. Um, but you know, I desperately, excuse me, desperately needed to love myself. Um, and in order to do that, I needed to do something for myself because I tend to, be such a deep empath. I'm, I live to like serve others for lack of better terms. Mm-hmm. I love to yep. be the go-to person that can solve any problem and ease something in someone else's life before my own. Like I remember I never went to a prom, um, mostly because I just like sheltered myself in my own little shell. I didn't really want someone to ask me because I didn't know what I would look like in a dress, but my best friend who was gorgeous and could be like a model, um, went. And so I went over to her house, got her ready, did her hair and makeup and sent her off. And I didn't think much of it, but I remember going home like after that. And I was telling my mom and her heart broke because, and she couldn't even hide it. She was usually pretty good about like being sensitive about it, but she just was like, you should be doing that too. You should not be spending this much time on fulfilling the dreams of someone else's life or day or making their day special when you can't also enjoy that for yourself. And I never see you doing something for yourself. You should be out there too. And it it was a really hard raw moment between us because she didn't mean it harshly, but I, but it hurt me because I was like, I, this is a pattern I've seen in my life forever. And I am always just making sure everyone else is good to go before I even think of myself. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I basically, I just needed to learn to show up for myself and I, I didn't know how. Um, and another weird thing about not weird, but just, I guess, duality of myself was I was an obese person yet. I had a passion and love and interest in nutrition and fitness. I just thought it was so fascinating. And the, the, the way these people presented themselves to the world and not even like physically the way they look, just their confidence and their happiness and their energy. I just craved that. And, um, I felt unless I got my weight under control, I couldn't really embrace that interest because it was just like, who's going to listen to somebody who's a hundred pounds overweight. And I wouldn't like, and I, I, maybe that's a poor attitude, but it's just, it's a human nature to be drawn to people who look like they got their shit together, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, and I was also, dealing with something my whole life. I still struggle with it, but not so much with the restriction. Um, something I like to call volume addiction. 
So it wasn't so much what I was eating. It's not like I needed to be on the couch with a bag of Cheetos every day. I love salads. I love vegetables. I love everything healthy, but I was obsessed with eating a ton. So it could have been healthy food. I feel like I, I, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, it, it, it could have been a healthy food, but I needed to eat a ton of it until I felt like stuffed. And that was like something I kept fulfilling. And again, no matter what you're eating, if you're eating way too much, it's going to pack on pounds. It doesn't matter. Yeah, if- You can't outwork. You can't outwork a bad, you're not, not a bad diet, but like the, the caloric yeah. value. Like if you're overeat, like a calorie is, I mean, a calorie is not a calorie, but if you eat too many calories, yes, you're, it's not going to benefit you. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So I was really struggling with that. And that was something that this surgery, I want to say corrected for me, but still mentally, I have to like, stop myself when I'm full and I have to make, I have to like, remind myself every time. So it's kind of like a struggle. I'll always have to maintain, you know, monitor, I guess I should say. Um, but I wanted to change my relationship with food and dependency on overeating. And that way I could work on helping others fix their problems with that. And so that was a huge part of my why. And lastly, I just wanted to feel confident in my own skin. Um, it really held me back from opening up in relationships and even being comfortable having sex and, um, you know, wanting to look at in mirrors, I would shop, for example, at like TJ Maxx or, or target where they've got mirrors on the walls. I would look away. I would never look at myself because I didn't want to face what I really looked like and what I had done to my body. Um, so And I just didn't want to struggle later in life. If I ever want to have kids, like I didn't want to make that be something that stood in my way of that dream. So all those things wrapped into one were just like my reasons for, for showing up for myself finally with this. And I don't know, I know you share a couple of similar ones, but what were, what were your whys or your overarching why? So actually just hearing I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but just hearing you say all of that out loud, like I actually can't believe how similar we are yeah. um, in, you know, growing up in a, in the childhood and being obese as a child. And, you know, you had gorgeous best friends and you were just kind of there. And I mean, I, I've talked about that before, but um, so I actually, I, I had, when I started this whole process, I did start journaling, um, but I actually want to backtrack before I even started journaling. And, um, you know, when I, when I had even started looking into bariatric surgery, people may have heard me talk about this before is, um, I was gearing up to do a starvation diet. And one of my best friends who's in the medical field had, um, mentioned it to me and I started looking into it and I went for the consult and my initial why, like, and I wrote it down here. My initial why was never to have to die again. Mm-hmm. and, or to never have to think about food again, because I was just sick of dieting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was why that's what pushed me to actually go get the consult. Because I was like, well, this would be great to not have to think about food. Little did I know coming into it now that I, I think more about food and drink than I ever have in my entire life. Right. Um, it's different now though. But um, that was my initial why I didn't want to diet anymore. But once I kind of submerged myself into the bariatric world and, and I started seeing what other people were doing, I started talking to people like you and I had other friends that had had it. And I really started to realize that it was so, <clears throat> excuse me, it was so much deeper than just not wanting to have to diet. And my main thing was I was done living in my own prison of what I had done to myself and what um, had essentially overtaken me because all I could think about was my weight and I was done living in my own prison and I wanted to become the person I, I knew I was always capable of being right. But my weight always held me back in some way or another. Right. And, um, you know, and then I had a couple other ones where, you know, I wanted to permanently break up with like, you know, the yo-yo dieting lifestyle of back and forth. And it was, you know, I could take it off, but I could never keep it off and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, But probably my biggest, like my biggest, biggest why, like once I started digging into this and realizing that I had like childhood trauma with like being obese and feeling different from everybody else and having beautiful friends, beautiful, thin friends, not just beautiful, like they were like thin and um, is I'm, I know I don't always act like it, but I am a Christian and I do have a faith-based 
um, background faith. You know, I, I use my faith for like a lot of things that they're going to work out. And I, my only dream in life was to be a wife and a mother. Right. It's a great, and I got that. Right. And I got those things. Right. And I got those things. I have an amazing husband who I like fucking adore. Like, I'm so blessed. It's, it's sometimes I'm always like, is this my life? And then I have my, he, I love him so much. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And then, you know, I have this amazing child who, you know, he's just, he's literally the light of my life. But I knew like, I think because of the way I was raised and some of the, the things that I had gone through <clears throat> that being a wife and a mother was kind of just like the, the settling point. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a bad thing, but I was like, if I just get these things in life, like I'm good. Right. Yeah. But knowing that like my weight held me back and knowing, you know, I kind of have always known that I've, I do have talents, right. I have things that I'm good at or things that I can do that, you know, it just, you know, that's the only, I know I have talents, right. But I never really tapped into them because of my self-confidence back pertaining to my weight. So the biggest why that I ever had, and it was the first one I like ever wrote down. And it was that I know that God has a bigger plan for my life than where I'm at right now. So, and this was about a year ago, you know, was when I really started, you know, I started my Instagram about a year ago and I started really submerging myself where all I could think about was bariatric surgery. And I was starting that mentally, you know, mentally preparing for this process. And I knew that my weight was holding me back from finding my God-given purpose other than being a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in the day and age now where women can do anything, Right. Where we can do anything and women and empo- and women, women, woman empowerment is so huge. And, you know, where it's accepted a little bit more that it's okay if you want to do other things too, mm-hmm. other than be a wife and a mom, or even if you don't want to be a wife or a mom, you just want to, you know, eat pizza, drink wine and run your own business, like whatever it is, like, what you know what I mean? Yes. And it's so, it's so enlightening and so freeing because you're like, okay, like there isn't, the stigma anymore where this is all I'm supposed to do with my life. Like I, I have more purpose than this. Right. And, um, and that was really, you know, what I wanted to find out. I wanted to find myself again and tap into, you know, really like, kind of like going back to like what I'm capable of, what really can I do when my weight doesn't hold me back anymore? I love that. I love that. You know what I mean? You know, so that was, that's probably my deepest one. And then I had a couple others where, you know, I, Evan, my husband, for those of you who don't know, he, you know, he's always been good to me and he's always loved me at every form. And we've gone through ups and downs, just like any marriage and any relationship. But as a wife, as a woman, I feel like, and and this might just be me, I don't want to generous. So this is, you know, my, I always felt like that you want your husband or your significant other, your life partner to come home and just be like, damn, that's my wife. Yes. You know what I mean? Where they're not, their eyes are on you. Like you're a prize in front of them. Yes, exactly. And I wrote down, I was like that Evan deserves a wife who isn't held back by anything, especially her weight. Mm -hmm. Meaning he deserves someone who is happy and adventurous and life loving and, and sexy. You know what I mean? That when he looked and that's what I wanted, I wanted him to look at me. And like you said, look at me as like a prize. Mm-hmm. That's my wife. And he actually, I mean, he's always like, like I said, he's always been proud, but late, even more so now he's like, babe, like you're beautiful. Like that's, that's my wife. Like you probably see some of the comments, like on my Facebook page where he's like, that's my wife. And he, I feel like he's more proud of me than he ever has been. And that's, that, that was something I wanted, you mm-hmm. know, cause then I know he's not, you know, he's getting what he needs from his girl, you know, like, <laughs> right. Well, and, and more than just the way that you physically have transformed, because again, I know people, I'm sure people tell you this all the time, but you have been gorgeous from start to finish. So no matter what stage, but I think it's not only the way that you glow now because you feel good at the, about the way you looked, but it's just your confidence and the way you put yourself out there. And 
um, your love of clothes shopping and, and, and making your, no, but that's see, I know like you posted recently, you did, um, an Instagram story of, of your thrifting and it, I know how you feel, but it's such a freeing, exciting time because you can go into a store into whatever section you are comfortable in and know that it's going to fit you. And that is such a wonderful, yes, yes, because it isn't something that we necessarily had before. It was like clothes shopping fucking sucked, at least for me. And it was so much. It sucked. Yes. No. Yep. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it. I always chose, you know, I, it was funny because when I went through a lot of like my older clothes, just a little side story, yeah. they were all like pretty much from Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? They were just big, comfortable. You know, they looked kind of cute, more functional than, than cute. And now I'm like, okay, like, oh my God, this is, this is a small, this, this will fit me. This will look cute. This is cute. This is cute. This is cute. Yeah. You know, it's more about like what I actually like as opposed to, to comfort you know, exactly. Which is so nice. Like that again, I think I've mentioned before, but like, there's nothing more freeing than going in your closet and knowing that this all fits, you know what I mean? And like, Mm -hmm. it's just, but beyond what what do you want to wear today? Anything. Right. Exactly. That that becomes the problem now, instead of like, Oh, you know, Oh, I got to get dressed now. It's like, well, what am I going to wear today? Exactly. And it like form fitting and it looks good and it's not too tight. It's just so freeing, but but beyond like, I know totally what you mean about like giving Evan a partner he can be proud of again, of course he always has, but it's just this added layer. He's noticing not only your beauty outside, but just the way that you glow about yourself. He's like, no one is more attracted to somebody who's like, happy. let me rephrase that. <laughs> somebody is always going to be attracted to somebody who's exudes confidence and who walks in a room and doesn't need the attention, but you get it because you're just content with yourself and you feel good and there's nothing holding yeah. you. And that just yeah. like pours out of you when you've finally taken care of something that's held you back all that time. Yeah. That's the perfect, that's the perfect way to say it. And he even said it to me the other day, he goes, your happiness <laughs> is everything. And I said to him, you know, I was all cute. And I was like, but you're my happiness. And he is like, Evan makes me happy. So not only do I, I feel good on the inside and the outside and I'm, you know, I'm liking what I'm seeing. He makes me happy. You know what I mean? And when you have somebody who loves you and encourages you and, and spoils you and you know, you're just like, what is this my life? Yeah. Happy. I mean, the happiness like is genuine because I'm genuinely fucking happy. <laughs> and it seems to make him genuinely happy too. Cause he's like, it, it, it just is all encompassing, all encompassingly. I don't know if that's the word better for your family though, because Liam right. having a happy mom and being, you know, and that was my next one. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, you're no, that was perfect. Cause I was going to say, yeah. And then that would be the next thing, you know, I have this I have this child and I always, you know, I said, I initially, I think I wanted Liam, not that he didn't, he doesn't understand not being proud of your mother, but you know, I was like, okay, as I get older, as he gets older, like kids are nasty. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think one of my initial thoughts, I think I have it right here. Yes. Is he would never be embarrassed of, you know, kids, kids are like your mom, ew. Oh, your mom is, you know, for lack of a better, your mom is fat. Or I didn't want to give power to any other influence. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I never wanted him to look at me because of what somebody else said and be embarrassed of me. Right. You know what I mean? Not that he would be, I would never think that, but you just never, you know, kids go through stuff as they get older. And you know, I wanted, I, I wanted him to have a mother that he was proud of, that was comfortable in her own skin, who had boundless energy. You know, sometimes I feel like I can run circles around Liam. I grab, I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. Like he's on break today. And like, after this, like, he doesn't know this yet, but we're going ice skating. And, you know, I'm just like, get up, let's go. Like, we've got stuff to do. We've got a life to live. And, um, you know, I wanted to be able to keep up with him. Like, as he gets older, like he does sports and he does all of the things and, and just be a mother that, that he was proud of, you know? And, and I, I think also, I'm sure that your change in the way you um, think about food and and your choices in food, um, just him seeing that no matter what he's eating, which I'm sure is healthy and 
wonderful, but I'm saying what it's mostly chicken nuggets. Don't, <laughs> don't, come at, don't come at me guys. If he likes his chicken nuggets, well, listen, kids need to learn to self-regulate too. So it's better to not like, I'm not worried about it. Like when he gets old, like, I mean, he eats pretty well. He doesn't eat like bad, but, um, I'm sure as he gets older, he'll, he'll branch out, crawl out a little bit. They all do. And, and listen, yeah, branch out. That's the word. Yeah. You are doing everything perfectly fine. So don't even take it like that. What I mean is just him seeing you make the choices you're making with your diet, which I'm sure is much different. It is much different than the way you were eating before. So it's just setting a good example. So when he does make his own food choices, he can see how to self-regulate the way that you do. And I think it's just, it's, it's just really positive, even down the line when he does learn to branch out, it's going to be such a, it's a a familiar thing that he'll be used to by then. And I think that's a, a gift you can give your child. Yeah, actually just kind of just going off of that, just like another little side story. So like Liam is very spoiled. Anybody that knows me, the child has everything, but he also, we set a very high expectation for him. Mm-hmm. He does what's right. He makes the right decisions. He does good in school and his sports. He can have everything. We'll you give him it. everything. As long as he is a kind, respectful human being and does what he's supposed to do. Right. And so I think it was one night we were like, I was like, all right, come on, let's go get ice cream. I actually think it was Valentine's day. And we ended up like, we ended up going to like Taekwondo because it was a Monday. It was a weird, you know, for holiday. And I go, come on, let's go get ice cream. And he goes, mommy, he goes, I don't want to go get ice cream. And I'm like, who are you? Right. Like you love, he loves his vanilla ice cream with sprinkles and his <laughs> cone on top. He loves ice cream. And that's probably like the sweetest thing that Liam eats. Like it's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he goes, I actually had a lot of chocolate today from Valentine's Day. He goes, I don't want to have that much sugar. Now, this is my seven-year-old. How? My seven-year-old said that to me. And I go, he's going to be eight in two months. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? I'm like, honey, I'm like, it's really okay. I'm like, it's, which probably isn't good for me to encourage him. I was like, oh, it's a holiday. Like you're allowed to indulge on holidays. But he was like, no, I'm good. So we didn't go and get ice cream because he knew he knows that too much sugar and too much of anything is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm like, okay. So I just said to him, okay. You know, and I know that, you know, even stemming off of that with my childhood struggling with my weight, my parents. So a lot of my, a lot of my eating habits stemmed from, you know, as I dug into this childhood trauma you know, my parents divorced the way I was raised, some of the people I was raised around. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my dad was very strict with how I ate because I, he'll never admit this, but I know that my dad did not like that. I was overweight as a child. Right. God, I have, I knew with you (laughs) and I, he, I knew it. Cause he would like, he would leave me alone and I would eat like a whole sleeve of like chips and like cookies. Like it was, you know, it was, it was bad. Like anyways, but then I would go with my mom and she would let me eat whatever I wanted. God. You know what I mean? So we it, such parallel like childhoods in that way. I know. I know. And I, um, with Liam, I never restrict Liam ever. I don't ever restrict him. The only time I do is if like, he's saying he's hungry within like a couple hours of himself. Cause I'm like, honey, like you, you just ate, like, I think let's just, let's play Legos or let's go do something. We'll, we'll play on your scooter or something just to break it up to make sure it's not just that boredom hunger, which, you know, and I try to teach him, I go, honey, like we, you eat until you're full. Yes. So if Liam tells me he's full, you know, where some parents will like make their kid, like finish their plate. Yes. I don't do that. I go, you're full. I go, okay. That's all you have to eat then. That way I'm not encouraging him to overeat mm-hmm. or, you know, cause I don't want him to, not that he would or will, but I don't want him to have the same struggles. He's built like me. Mm-hmm. He's built actually, he's built like my dad and I'm built like my dad. Okay. So I know that he carries his weight in his stomach, just like I do. You know what I mean? Again, not that it matters. I'm just saying, I just don't want him to have any of these same issues that I had growing up. I want him to be able to, I don't know, I guess control himself. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Like self-regulation. Um, self-regulation. That's the right way to say it. Yeah. Because he, he definitely exhibited that with the ice cream example. And I think that that's, that's a huge deal for a kid to, to, or anybody to turn down ice cream, but the fact that ice he, cream. Yeah. But he was self-aware enough to say, you know, I've had my treat and I don't want to be over full with sugar and I I'm good. And I think that that shows a lot of um, just growth and maturity. I know he's young, but just having that, that mindset of, I don't need this right now. It's okay when I do have it, but I don't need it right now. And I think right. that's important for just a lot of adults could use that. Yeah. I still could use that. Sometimes I'm like, damn, good ice cream cone. But like, like, do I really need to eat the sugar-free Reese right now? I definitely do. I need to treat myself. <laughs> right, right. I've had a long day. And we have to enjoy life. But the fact that he was able to just sort of make that choice himself and, and wasn't influenced by your desire for him to eat it or not eat it or whatever is, is really important. And like you were saying, your dad, um, I know you love him, but and everyone loves their parents, but they're, we are influenced by them and we're a product of our environment. And that, that definitely contributed with your self-consciousness about your eating and your weight, but then being comfortable eating around your mom. So you just, you didn't know whether you were like allowed to eat and what you were allowed to eat. So when you got the opportunity mm-hmm. to eat, it was over the top and that's yep. the same as me. <laughs> Yep. And then it's like, too, like when you hit your, when you start driving yourself and you yes. start becoming more independent, you're like, oh, I can, who's going to tell me I can't go to McDonald's? Ex- oh my God. Who, exactly. who, who's going to tell me? No, I got my own car, bitches. Like I'm going, you know what I mean? Yes. I, you just, you, and I, I do think as you get older too, like when you are, when you have that similar dynamic, like we do with our parents, it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. They don't, they don't control me anymore. I make all the choices and I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. And nobody, and then that gets, and then that, yep. And nobody knows. And that's the shit that gets you in trouble, man. That's the shit that gets you up to 260 yeah. pounds. That yeah. 207 pounds. Yep. Like it's just, yeah. like, oh my God. And, it, and at the time in that moment, like when you're going through that drive through, you're like, yes, I'm fucking living. I get to make this choice. Yeah. But then you, you know, three weeks later, you're like miserable. You step on the scale and you're, you're 10 pounds up and you're like, well, you know, what the what, what's wrong? Is, yeah. Yeah. The only person you're hurting is yourself, but you didn't mm-hmm. learn that skill to be like, I'm allowed to eat this and I don't need to hide it kind of thing. And I need to eat it in moderation. But when, you know, when the rains are off and you've got that license and you can just go through as many drive throughs as you want in that moment, yeah. you're like, this is living. <laughs> yeah. You got your own money. You can make your own choices. And, and it's so funny too, because, you know, as we get older, and you don't, you know, you, you think, oh, if I could go back and tell 20 year old Joelle, it's going to be okay. You know, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna find yourself. You're gonna, you're gonna make changes and things are going to happen. And you really just as time goes on and, you know, you, you get that wisdom and you, and you live and you, you're like, okay, like things, things are going to be okay. And if you could tell people, tell younger people, you know, that are struggling, just just keep going. It's going to get better. You're going to get older and you're going to make better choices and you're going to realize what's important. And you're going to, you're going to finally prioritize yourself, you know, in your health. You know, we always prioritize ourselves in our twenties because all we care about is ourselves, but you know what I mean? Like, right. As far as like looking at the long term of life. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just think that, I, I don't know, a lot of people, at least for myself, like getting this surgery, I saw the trajectory of my life. If I had continued on the path I was going and the way I was eating and, um, just the, the food served such a purpose beyond the taste and the wanting to be full. It was just like, well, I'm already this big. I don't really feel like going out. Cause I don't want to get dressed up and cute and feel shitty about myself. So I'll stay in order food, watch a movie. And that became such a way of like comfort for me, but I was mm-hmm. hiding from myself and the world and not wanting to, face the fact that I needed to make a change. And I think that this surgery was, was my stopping point of being like, this is going to put an end to these patterns and you need to recreate new ones. And, and it's going to force you to do it, force you, but in such a good physically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's going to physically force you to make those changes. Yes. And And I I think that, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> I, I just wanted to, to I want to say for anybody out there who's in the the planning phases or the research phases of doing this, 
it is not a free for all. You cannot just expect to get this surgery and it's a fix all and you're good to go forever because yeah, it's going to be sweet in the beginning. You're going to lose weight, like nothing. It's going to be effortless. You're not going to, you're going to just be completely reinvigorated. But when that the dust settles a little bit, you have to make sure every single day to make a conscious effort to make good choices and to eat the right yep. things and to stop when you've had enough, because it it's going to feel like, Oh, your, your problems are solved, but then eventually things are going to, are going to kind of level off and you're going to learn, you're going to need to learn to implement these new skills and new knowledge that you have about food and exercise and how to, again, self-regulate. It's just so important throughout the process to really adopt these and swap out old habits for new, whether that means yeah. you need to go to therapy in addition to this, which I recommend for everybody. Yeah. Um, you really need to do it. Like you got to do the mental work too. Yes. A hundred percent, even ahead of, sur- especially ahead of surgery. Mm-hmm. Like you did, yep. like you did all the research you were, you were prepared for what might happen. Um, yep. I knew every possible outcome. I was prepared for every single possible outcome. You know, very fortunately I had zero issues, but I was prepared for, you know, whatever was to come my way. Well, and I think that contributes to your success too, because, um, you know, you're not even at your one year mark, you're down 75 pounds. You're so, so, so close to goal. And I think that that all stems from just you educating yourself ahead of time and, and knowing what it's going to take to get here and you've mm-hmm. done it consistently. And I, and I just think that you're a perfect example of somebody who has just completely taken this seriously and embraced this new life as, as your new normal and, Another thing, I appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. And like a sidebar, it's going to feel normal. So, for those who are who have just had surgery and who are struggling with the changes and just adjusting, it will feel normal. It's going to feel normal. It's not going to feel like you're going to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not going to feel like you don't fit in or people are going to notice every little thing. You you will just, you're going to blend right in the way you've always wanted to. Yep. And the thing is, is you, you know, we think that people are always watching us, you know, kind of like you said, like you always think people only see us for our weight and they only see us at face value. And you really realize that people aren't watching you. Yeah. They're not watching you the way that you think that they are. It's that's, that's your own, um, uh, insecurities. You Uh know what I mean? That's your own insecurities. And you're going to realize that people aren't going to care if you only eat half a steak. If they're your friends and they really, they're going to be, just be happy that you're there exactly. and they're going to be happy and they're going to be happy that you're, they're going to be happy that you're happy and that you've made changes and they're not going to care. You know, if you, if people around you do care, you got the wrong people. Right. Right. And, you know and I, I mean, and typically the ones that do make comments that are, I don't know if they're less than desirable or negative or whatever you want to classify it as typically those are people who also have food and weight issues. So and they're jealous yeah, jealous or, or they're hyper-focused on you because they can't get it off their own brain in their own life. Mm-hmm. So try to take it with a grain of salt because, you know, everyone's fighting their own battle. But again, like you said, if these people are harping on what you're doing and intaking and, you know, critical of it, that's deuces. Not, Bye. Not for you. And not I gotta say I don't know if you've experienced this, but there are definitely some people in my life that have sort of fallen away since the surgery. I, I don't, I'm not going to name her, but there was a girl who I lived with actually, um, when I got it, she was one of the, one of three roommates and she had severe, still has severe weight issues. And I'm not saying she's overweight. I'm saying like, just mentally, she struggled with her own family and all sorts of things. And she was so pissed at me for getting the surgery. And she told me she's after I've already been, I don't know, three months out or so. She was like, I just think that you did this to please other people. And I just don't want you to have done this because she's super into embracing the body positivity, which I think is wonderful, which is fine. That's great. That's great. But it wasn't, it didn't serve me anymore because I wasn't happy. And I I was happy. Yeah. I was faking it. If I was like, Oh, I'm embracing myself. It's totally fine to do that. Let me just make that clear. But for me, you love, love yourself. Yeah. But if you're not happy, make a change. Exactly. And I wanted to, and it was about me and I was so pumped up and excited about it. And she's, we had like an hour long conversation of her criticizing me. And she's like, I just feel like you did this to please other people. And, and I just, 
I just wanted to say like, you know, you're making this about you and this is, this is about me getting my life back. And right. So there are certain people that can't handle a different version of you and it's painful, but that's okay. I just want to say it might happen. Yeah. You know, I have, I have experienced that not uh, firsthand just from hearsay. Um, just that people are, you know, they can't see my stuff because it's not fair, you know, or they're like, it's really difficult to see because I want that for, you know, and I'm always like, come talk to me. Yeah. I've had, I've had two friends now that I've referred to my surgeon. Um, one is getting the surgery. Yeah. She's, she's going to have like, and she actually was like my youth leader. Like when we were, when I was like a teenager, Wow. But she and I were, were actually closer in age than I think we realized at the time. Um, you know, we're only a couple years apart, not not very many. And, um, you know, over the years, we've stayed close. And she messaged me. She goes, I really think I want to do it. I go, here's my surgeon's info. I said, this is what you are going to want to, you know, these are some of the things you're going to want to hit when you go in for your initial consult. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and she ended up qualifying. And, you know, I'm, I, I will, if if you really you know, come and talk to me and like, Hey, like, how did you do it? I will tell you. And I will say, I recommend this. If you're ready to do X, Y, and Z, you know, make the food changes, give up the food and alcohol, at least for a little while until you're in maintenance mode and you can control yourself. You know what I mean? And you can mentally prepare for that. Your life is going to be, you know, yeah, we're going to blend in, but it is going to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to eat a lot less and, you know, things like that. And I will, I will gladly shout it from the rooftops. Like, like, try it. It might work for you. Right. You know what I mean? But it, it, but if my stuff is hard for you to see, that's not my problem. It's right. You know what I mean? Like for them, I made the changes because that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to stifle myself because somebody else doesn't want to see it. Somebody out there may need to see it right? or may want to see it so that they can make the changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's unfortunate when you hit when you have those kind of like situations, but it's just like, you know, you can't make it, you can't, can't please everybody. No. And (laughs) unlike we want to, of course. Right. I mean, we both have that, that personality type, but I will say, like you said, if somebody out there is seeing your Instagram or my Instagram or, or hearing what we're talking about and, and feels like upset by it because of maybe it's something that you want to do for yourself deep down, don't, try not to wallow in like anger at us or towards us or, or the community and try to reach out to us because let's get you there. We too. can help. We're here yeah. to build you up and get you there too. There's enough to yeah. go around. There's enough. Yes. And, 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 and I don't think people realize too, not to cut you off. I don't think people realize really you, sometimes the qualifying process is very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's not, but sometimes it can be, and you could go in and just be like, Oh, I only have to do the bare minimum or I, you know, like me, like I only had to do the basic bottom line qualifications. I didn't have to jump through any hoops. You were self-paced. So you didn't have to jump through any hoops. You know what I mean? Like we can, we can help, you know, and we, we will never judge anybody ever based on, on whether we think you should qualify or not. Like if you want it and we can figure out a way to be like, okay, well, this is what you need to do. And you know, let us know if we can help. We're absolutely going to do it. Yes. And it's no one's in competition again. Like this is a community. Mm-mm. This is, we, want- I love that. I yeah. love that. And, and I heard, I don't know if I'm going to, this might be a, a well-known quote who knows, but I heard it the other day and I might be even misquoting it, but like, don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 10. If you're right. out there and you're at the beginning stages of just even thinking about it or, or learning about what it, a bariatric surgery is, don't go to Joelle or my Instagram and just be like, Oh, and start comparing to where we're at now. We, we were in the same spot you were and same no spot. Feels and are not thinking like turning our nose up at you. We, we want you to do it if this is for you. And I don't know. I just think we're allies. We're not against you. We're not judging. We're not comparing. This is no nope, ever it's women. Crazy. And even, you know, women and even men, like mm-hmm. we should be helping and building up yes. instead of comparing and playing that comparison game yes. and saying I'm better than you because I'm here and you're not. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. 
real success, real leaders, real people who care will help you build you up to where you want to be, not make you feel like you're never going to get there. Exactly. And again, there are people, there are bariatric influencers out there who maybe I'm wrong, but my impression is it comes off as if they've forgotten where they came from, meaning like, forgotten what it's like to feel shitty in a pair of jeans that don't zip up, or they've forgotten what it feels like to be two, three, 400 pounds before. And now they're not because they're, they're living their life, which I'm so proud of their progress. But I think we all need to remain humble on a certain level Mm -hmm. in order to be relatable and to help others. And that's like what we strive to do on this podcast. That Yep. And I even podcast and my Instagram, like I show it how it is like period, even if I don't want to share something like the other day, like my scale was up. Did I want to share that? No, but that's the reality of what I'm going through. And if I'm just showing, you know, oh, I look great. Oh, the scale is down. Or I only post when the scale is down, or I only post when I feel my best. Like that's not going to relate to anybody. That's people gonna be like, oh, well, her life's perfect. No, it's not, it's not. And that's, what I try to be, you know, and I know you do it too, as, as, as honest and as tra- transparent as, as possible. So people are like, okay, I know I can reach out to Haley because I know that she was, you know, a self-pay 260, you know, highest weight. And I know that she, if she can do it, I can do it. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, jo- you know, Joelle, she maybe, you know, she might've just hit that mark, but, but she made it work. Like how, how can she help me figure out how to make it work? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but well, all good things, guys. This This is is awesome. I'm so excited. And I feel like this episode, especially like, I think a lot of people are going to, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I'm sure everybody has their own unique why. Um, And we'd love for you guys to share your whys with us. Yeah. I was just going to say, send us a message. Let us know what your why is. And, you know, if we can if we can kind of touch on that and, and see if we can kind of connect there. Um, we love it. And yeah, I did want to just make a, a quick little exciting announcement. Um, next week, I believe, yes, next week we are going to be recording with Ooh. the ladies of our sleep podcast. Kelly. Yes, we are. Kelly, you know, so excited. Um, and we're just going to do a little collab and we're going to cross post. You'll be able to see it on our feed and their feed. And, um, just discuss all things bariatric. And I'm just yeah. so excited. I feel like I am psyched for that. <laughs> I'm so excited for that one. It's going to be great. So I hope you guys tune into that as well. Um, but we will see you guys then. Yes. And we will talk to you guys soon. As always, if you need to, to find us, you can find us over on Instagram. My um, handle is at virtuous underscore VSG underscore mama. And mine is half of Haley. It's H-A-L-E-Y-Y. Cause I know there's a few that are similar. So find me and make sure it's the right one. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever need us, just send us a message and we'll yeah. be there for you. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening.